Our next guests are the co-hosts of the very popular radio program entitled The Big Show. The Big Show. This is The Big Show. They call me Hollywood. Here come The Big Show. Big Show. Ladies and gentlemen, The Big Show. It's a big show. Is everybody ready? Thirsty, thirsty, Thursday. Thirsty Thursday. Happy Thursday. Let's get rolling. This is The Big Show with Gordon Monson and Jake Scott, presented by Big O Tires. Stop by your locally owned Big O Tires for no credit needed financing and the best prices on tires. Big O Tires, the team you trust. This is 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. <laughs> that voice you hear laughing is uh, oh, the one, the only Patrick Kinahan, <laughs> who is sitting in here on the big show today uh, for the vacationing Jake Scott. Austin Horton is back in the producer's studio. That's right upstairs. Uh, upstairs. And we're outside, PK. You want to tell the Oh, yeah, where man. We're we just uh, south of the main entrance there, just uh, by the jazz note. And we are out here. Summer sale, man. They got the jazz stuff now. It's outside. The team store obviously is inside, but they got a bunch of stuff. I guess you'd call it almost like a sidewalk sale. And they got a food truck right over here to our right. They've got up to 75% off of jazz merchandise. My neighbor just got home from a mission. I saw him out there uh, looking at stuff. He's a big basketball fan. He once... When he was younger, he couldn't have been no more than 12, 13, 14. He was at the Chick-fil-A in Southtown. Big, huge basketball fan. And standing in, in the Chick-fil-A, and he recognized him, and nobody else did, Jimmy Butler. Oh, really? Yes. Nobody recognized Jimmy I don't think Butler? so. I don't think so. And so my neighbor, his name's Adam. Adam Templeton, great kid. As I said, just got home from Norway where his or his grandfather was mission president, born in Norway, immigrated to the U.S., went back as a mission president. Great story. He's deceased now, but a great story. Great man. And so Adam recognized because he's a huge basketball fan and had his picture taken with him. He showed it to me. He's little. He's like 6'5 now, uh, Adam is, played at Brighton's team. And, uh, yeah, Jimmy Butler. So I see Adam over there looking at jazz merchandise. As I said, 75% off the food trucks. Sport court on the plaza. A spin wheel for a chance to win prizes. And you could play cornhole. Can jam. You know what can jam is? No, I have no idea. Oh, can jam is when you throw a Frisbee into a can. And you're competing with people, man. This isn't something, you know, we're not just out here for a day and a walk in a park. No, you're playing to win. <laughs> Okay, Follow what coach. I'm saying? All right. And this is going on. I think today's the first day, and it goes through the weekend, I believe. I think it goes through Saturday. It says Saturday, August 26th, but your dates are off, whoever wrote this. Today's the 26th. That would be the 28th. Okay. If we're going to be accurate. With okay, we, well, lunar, we want to be accurate. Our lunar calendar. <laughs> uh, face painting on Saturday. Chalk contest on the plaza with a free custom jersey. One contest uh, for children, one for adults. Registration from noon to 2. The contest is open to 6 p.m. And, and the local fire department's going to come down. So all sorts of stuff. And it's just a gorgeous day. A little smoky. But, hey, what the crap. We lived in Los Angeles. You know, PK. Well, you got to go somewhere. You I worked at the L.A. Times. No, I just got a text, and I was checking. Oh, tell was, her I'm going to be fine. It was. It was. It was from. Tell, tell her your, I'm fine. It was from your big, big boss. So, yeah, anyway. 
God? <laughs> well, you know I'm tight. I know you are. Obviously, that last name. Who are you kidding? Pika, you are really (laughs) fired up today. I'm I'm impressed because, I mean, you already did a long show this morning and had a lot of fun with that. And now look at you. You're back in business. You're fired up. You're looking dapper. You're ready to go. Going to the zoo afterward. We're having the company party and uh, looking forward to that. Gordon, if I ever once complain about my job, which consists of talking on the radio, all I got to think of is my father and the subsequent hand that would go across the back of my head <laughs> if I ever complain. Here's a man who worked two jobs, busted his butt no less than 10 to 12 hours every day for years, literally for as long as I knew 10 him. to 12? Oh, yeah. That was just the norm. Yeah. No wonder he's your hero. Got to put food on the table, man. Did the best he very could, though. Very best he could, so no doubt about that. So, yeah talking on the radio for a few hours in the morning i'm not necessarily looking to do seven eight hours of radio every day that would probably uh, and and i can guarantee you the listening audience doesn't want me to do seven <laughs> uh seven or eight hours of radio every day but but, but consider this bk what vj can wear you out a little bit uh nah. no you can wear him out Ah, uh, he gets me sometimes but you know we're spending so much time together it would only be natural that uh, he would get on my nerves. The only thing is I recognize that he gets, that I get on his nerves. He never recognizes that he gets on my nerves. That's where, that's where we have the, the There's a blind spot there for him, is there? Yeah, you know. He's, uh-huh. So for me, I understand, of course. If I, in fact, if I'm not getting on his nerves, I need to refund some of my money. That's part of the deal. Oh, and I want to argue with you today, or, you, or debate, discuss, however you want to phrase it. Guys from New Jersey, we get slapped with arguing. We head on. We actually taped uh, an interview with the Arizona football coach, Jed Fish. Okay. And uh, so we taped it today because he only had uh, 11.45. So we set it up to where we do it. We'll play it here probably tomorrow or next week. And uh, he's from North Jersey. Oh, is he? He went to the same high school as my sister. Oh, right. (laughs) You make all these connections with people, right? I said, Coach, I said, you're... You and I, we're tight. I said, my son, I got two older sisters, and one went to Morris Catholic. Is that right? Oh, yeah, yeah. I said, I can top that. One, The other one went to Hanover Park, which is his high school. Okay. Right? Um, oh, you are kidding. Blah, 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 blah. And I said, hold on, coach. Before you think that we're tight and you and I are boys, my parents moved me between eighth and ninth grade, so I moved to Arizona, and I went to Arizona State. Oh, man, the dark cloud came over him because he's coaching at Arizona. <laughs> now, he played along. He's got a good spirit, and he's going to try to rebuild that program, obviously. And he's got the Cougars up here in, what, nine days, eight days? Yeah. And, and then I, uh, yeah. later on, in the, uh, I think in uh, uh, November 13th, I think it is, down in uh, Tucson, the Cats and the Utes. Yeah, yeah. All right, well, PK, uh, thanks for sitting in on the big show today. Well, Jake Scott is a you know a longtime friend, so anything I could do to help him, <laughs> I'm certainly going to do. You Wait, you're, you're helping him? You're not helping me? Well, you didn't ask me. <laughs> I would have. He did. Okay. Nah, Jake, I'm real. I mean, I, these are my guys. You guys are my guys. We've been around so long, and we've been so tight for so many years that that uh, whatever we can do to pick one another up, and he's enjoying some vacation time, I think, with his family back east, yeah. is what I understand. Uh-huh. 
So, yeah, I'm fired up to be here, man. You, Thanks you, for doing it. We talked earlier, and you told me about something you wrote. I read a little bit of it. Oh, man, I am ready to go. I am ready to attack. I'm in, ta- I'm in attack mode, and I don't attack even play mode. soccer. Whoa, all right. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, PK, uh, why don't we uh, jump right in then? Uh, by the way, we'll have Chris Camerani of The Athletic on at 3. Uh, what's going on at 4? And Norma Gonzalez, BYU beat writer for the Tribune, on at Five. One of my successors? I used to do that for the watchdog. Yeah, you did. But Back you, in leather helmets? You left a wide wake, man. <laughs> Nobody's, people struggle to fill that role, man. Oh, no, I don't think so. No? No. Uh, plenty of people after me that have been just as good or better. All right. Well, why don't we get started with our split story, stop one. Why don't we do that right now? Two guys, two topics, two, two, two. two opinions. Two. Utah, give me two. This is the split story of the day on 97.5, 1280, The Zone. And The Zone Sports Network. Last week was the explosive news. We all know about it with Oklahoma and Texas. What trickle-down ramifications do you need to address immediately if there's any yeah i'm not sure anything needs to be addressed immediately uh so here are my thoughts my thoughts are uh, immediately with texas and oklahoma moving to what looks like it is the sec uh i think that helps us right i I think we're the only conference that has teams that play in the mountain pacific division it's unique i think if there's chaos in the east that helps us Uh, i think if there's consolidation among conferences uh that helps us um, it, we also feel like we don't need to add teams for the purpose of adding teams, right? If someone else has 16 or 18, uh, I don't think that means we need to have more than 12. So we start with the uh, conception that, you know, being in the Pac-12 is a golden ticket and the people who are here are great and we have a good tight conference and we need to be better in men's basketball and we need to be better in football. But uh, I love the way we are situated today. I am not actively going out and trying to poach any other teams, but I wouldn't be doing my job. I wouldn't be um, kind of following my fiduciary obligations to our schools if I wasn't listening to incoming requests. And my phone's been exploding in the last five days. All right. There you heard the voice of uh, Pac-12 Commissioner George Klyavkov. Uh, PK, you were talking to him, and the Pac-12 comes out and announces that it will uh, essentially not be expanding. React to that, will you? Oh, yeah, I think that was obvious. There's yeah. nobody out there that jumps out at you that we got to have. And the thing about it is all those teams that they could invite, they'll be there six months from now. They'll probably be there a year from now. So why do it now? Why lock yourself into something when we don't know what's going to happen? So when that announcement came out today, this afternoon, it was like a big old duh, no bleep. Yeah. There was no way they are going to do it. There's no sense of urgency the team they're not fighting for teams or programs universities they wanted texas and oklahoma way back when larry scott took a lot of abuse for a lot of crappy stuff but that was one of the things that he invented that's what he wanted it would have been huge of course i'm glad it didn't happen because i don't know that the utes would have gotten in In fact i know they wouldn't have gotten in the pac-12 then at least not at that time uh 11 years ago and so i'm you know, I'd rather have the Utes in as opposed to having... I'd rather have the Utes along with Texas and Oklahoma, but as long as the Utes got in, I'd actually like to have BYU in too, but that's not going to happen for now. So no need to expand. There's, there's literally no pressure on them to expand, expanding and inviting to the available programs that are there. 
So, PK, uh, you mentioned BYU there. I think we can pretty well uh, say that the Pac-12 has has little regard for BYU as a potential member of the Pac-12. Uh, Are we going to get into what you had? Because I want to get into that. All right. (laughs) Setting it up. Don't be premature. uh, You know, look. I'm just kidding. uh, (laughs) The conference loves scheduling BYU. Yeah, that's the funny thing. Yeah. So they'll dance with them, but they don't want to uh, marry them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They can make money off of them. Yeah. But they don't want to be an official uh, companion, I guess. Or as you say, a partner is probably a better word. Uh, which I think is so hypocritical. If all the stuff that BYU, you aren't, you stand against what they stand for, and academically and religiously or whatever it might be, then don't schedule them. Well, maybe <laughs> they feel maybe they feel like. Well, I mean, look, they're looking out, they're speaking out of both sides of their mouth. That's what I'm talking yeah, about. Exactly. So I mean, yeah, and, and I hope that doesn't come to pass because I think for BYU fans. This is this year football schedule. It's pretty much the ideal independent schedule. As Five Pac-12 teams. As long as they can continue to schedule teams like that uh, into the distant future, who knows what college football is going to look like ten years from now? I don't know, but uh, but I this alliance that's being formed could potentially hurt BYU as far as future uh, schedules. I, I don't think it will. That's a long way away. It though. is too. Yeah, we're still and yeah, they created this big alliance two days ago and I listened to the whole thing I want my money back because uh, they provided me the link and I got on it because I'm on their email list and so I listened to the and whole thing nothing I know and then yesterday oh LSU and SC are going to play in the Vegas stadium well they're not in the alliance <laughs> I mean, the 24 hours hey. 24 hours later SC and LSU are going to play in Vegas because Vegas is going to Vegas is going to end up being a premier, maybe not the premier, but a premier dentist destination for all sports because people have realized they've got all over the stupid gambling phobia, which is ridiculous. Vegas is the place where you want to go because everything is regulated. So if there's any shenanigans, Vegas is going to find out about it. That's where you want to go. This is what we've learned over the past. Well, we knew this already, but we it has been reiterated uh, over the past. Reiterated few, few again. Days. Yeah, that too. Which I always viewed as redundant. Yeah, uh, it's a bit redundant. But anyway, uh, everybody in in college football, every program is out for itself. I mean, they, there's all this talk about loyalty and partnership and all that stuff. That is not the way it works, and that has been laid out there clear to everyone. Anyone who doubted that, uh, teams are going to do whatever. I mean, schools, programs. Uh, university presidents are going to do whatever is in the best interest of that individual member. It's got nothing to do with anybody else. Well, Gordon, you never met the little five foot four, chain smoking, gambling addicted, sailor swearing, church going Catholic that was my mother. No, I never did. I, <laughs> I feel like I really missed out, though, <laughs> because uh, I've met a lot of members of your family, but. Never her, and what about it? Since I was two, and probably because that's the first time I have a memory, but earlier than that, she told me. <laughs> you remember when you were two? Seems like it. Yeah. The, only the hard times. Okay. <laughs> she told me, look out for number one, because nobody else is going to do it. And I told you, I told you a few months ago, 
there's like maybe three or four people in your life that you can count on that have your best interests with zero agenda attached to it. And if you find one of those, <laughs> you hold on to that person because they don't come around very often. And in that situation, when you say they're looking out for themselves, amen. That's but, just the way. That's just the way of the world. They sort huh? of have to, mm-hmm. don't they? Yeah, I guess. Uh, well, you could say it's their obligation. I, that, that's the way they look at it. Do you have any qualms that Utah said sayonara to BYU? See you later. No. Any school would have done that. They had uh, BYU to. would have done that to Utah if they'd had the opportunity. They have to. That's my point. Sometimes it's not really a selfish move to where it's an arguable move. You've got to look out for yourself. So the, the, even the Pac-12, I'm not sure that this is a house united of 12 speaking as one. Yeah, it's not. It, what would the Pac-12 do if USC decided they wanted to up and bolt? I mean, everybody would freak out. Immediately they'd be the Pac-11. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> unless, you know, numbers don't seem to really count in a lot of It does for this conference, though. you got to give them credit. They, at least you know. You always got to think, how many are in the Big 12? How many are in the Big 10? Uh, uh, so, yeah, I mean, it would be a blow football-wise. No question about it. No? I, I've, oh. said, I've said this before, PK, getting back to the relationship between schools within the Pac-12 and, say, an outsider like BYU. I remember when you and I were both working in L.A., uh, I talked to a number of athletic directors around the conference, and they all said they wanted BYU in. They would welcome BYU in in a heartbeat. School presidents? Well, maybe a little different than that. And we know now that uh, the Pac-12 just isn't interested in BYU. And I don't think that has anything to do with the quality of program BYU has, its uh, facilities, or maybe something people make the excuse about research institution and all that sort of thing. But it really, I think, comes down to the religious aspect to it. And I wrote a column today about uh, Jeffrey Holland and his some of his remarks at BYU uh, this last week. And, uh, man, I gave that a lot of thought, man, because uh, because I, this is not – I did not want to go into attack mode, but I did want to – I'm dis- in attack mode. Yeah, I know. That's you. <laughs> I wanted to uh, speak the truth. And when Jeffrey Holland says of same-sex uh, relationships and things like that, that BYU wants to stand alone, that they're unique, uh, it's a peculiar place, and they don't want to be like other places – but when he comes out and says what he said, that pretty much is the death knell for BYU oh. ever getting into a conference like the Pac-12 and probably other conferences. And look, I mean, I understand that some people might think, well, that's no big deal. To me, it's a big deal because it's symbolic of other things that are bigger than just sports. But, uh, PK, your reaction to well, that? The stuff that he said that you think is going to keep him out, did you already say what you what those things are? On, on, on this show now, not not. No, I did not. Okay, so repeat what you think he said concisely that would keep them out. Well, it's the seem, stuff you have the problem it, with. It seemed to be targeted at the LGBTQ community. Oh, no question, no question. Uh, yeah. And that was fairly obvious. Yeah. And there, when when he when Jeffrey Holland says. Uh, that uh, there's no place for flag waving or participating in parades. 
that sort of support. He, uh, he did not approve of that. And, and that just rubs folks the wrong way. And, look, we can get into what I got into with the column if you want. It has a heavy religious angle, and I'm not sure we want to talk about that on, on this show right now. Well, it, but it does it, relate it sure, to sports, though. It, it, it affects sports for sure. And to, to wrap it up inside of a couple sentences, I see no need to, to uh, build walls uh, around what you're doing. I think you can reach out to other people and, uh, and approach them in a little different manner. Uh, than was presented there. And I understand the LDS Church and BYU officials say they love everybody and they want everyone to be uh, in a good place. But then the folks that they're aiming that at are definitely feeling rejected. And so when you say that publicly, uh, all it does is reinforce with other universities. They say, hey, man, we really don't want to be a part of that. I agree. And that's, that's a death knell. I wouldn't have said it, and I don't support it but I applaud him for saying it. Now, you may say, wait a second, that's an inconsistency. In my life, I have been around a lot of snakes. They come to you, and they pretend they're your friend. Behind closed doors, and if it's to their advantage, to reduce you, to mock you, to put you down, they do it. At least with Holland's talk, if I'm a gay person, I don't like it, but I'd much rather know exactly where I stand. Quit dancing on both sides here, BYU. What's it going to be? You're either going to love them and embrace them, or we'll embrace you under our terms. At least if I'm gay and I'm not, I want to know where you stand. Then it's up to me to deal with it. Don't talk out of both sides of your mouth, because then I don't know. Are you a friend or are you a foe? I can deal with either one. But don't pretend you're a friend when you're really a foe. That's what bothers me. So I don't necessarily support what he said, but I'm glad he said it. Because now there should be no doubt where they stand. As I understand it, he was a former president of the yeah, university, right? Uh-huh. Yep. And what are they, 10 years? I, I'm not sure. It was before I got here. Uh, as far as him being a university president, but probably in your time you would know. So he sort of basically speaks in a sense for BYU. Is that accurate? Well, I mean, he's part of the board of trustees. So, can, so, a, so, a, so we can say that, right? Yeah. Yep, I think so. Okay, good. At least, well, I don't know that for a fact. I'm not sure exactly. But uh, he chose to. Whether, whether and it who, who, who that got run through. <laughs> well, I assume it got, I don't know how that works. See, I, I assume it, it got run, run through by somebody. I'd much rather know where you stand than be ambiguous. BYU has never really fully embraced it to the level that folks want. And they're never going to, apparently, unless there's a radical change. All right. I may disagree with that. But they're a private institution. They can do whatever they want. Yeah, no one's arguing that. And so I'd much rather know where they stand than to think, well, I'm going to go there because they're going to embrace me. They're going to love me. That's what they say over here. At least this way, I got. I, there should be no doubt. If I go to BYU as a student now and I try to demand change, who's that on? I, knew, I know full well what they're about. Go someplace else where you will be embraced, right? 
I, at least for me, and I'm only speaking for me, and sure. any, anybody else can disagree. I got no problem with that. But I would much rather know where somebody stands toward me than to wonder. Uh, I uh, have a different view. That's fine. Um, you could I, be wrong. I, I think that, uh, uh, well, I don't really want to use the word <laughs> just ambiguity, but I, I think it's, it's, as a religion, it's a little different because you are to reach out to everybody and if you have a doctrine, and now we're going to get religious here, but if you have a oh, doctrine okay that, that. that somehow I work is with <laughs> so that somehow is <laughs> is uh, against or perceived to be against uh, uh, same-sex individuals uh, and others, uh, I, I think there's a way to not necessarily distance yourself from that, but leave it alone. You can leave it alone, but they don't. Well, they should, they in don't. my opinion. They don't. Just leave it alone. Because every, because every few uh, months or talks or conferences or whatever, it comes up. Yeah, I know. But should it? I don't think it should. Uh, look, I understand that there are certain strictures and certain doctrines. I get all that. But when you hammer it with a, when you hammer it over and over and over again, I don't think that does anybody any good. All that does is make people feel bad about themselves and others feel good about themselves because they're not in that condition. But in this particular case, so you want them to you've change got, it or just ignore got, it. You've It'll got families who are straddling this situation. Uh, I've got them and, too. Yeah, and they and you and they have to find a way through I've, this. I've got it in my very own house. And I think it's better to uh, to soft shoe it rather than hit it hard. Oh yeah, but see that's kind of we're sweeping it under. Don't ask, don't tell. That's yeah. what you're saying. Well, I'd I, rather know where you stand. Yeah. Uh, what, uh, my, but my point is, I don't think they should stand that way. Well, they're not going to change the doctrine, Gordon. Uh, I, Good I, luck I, I on get that. that. I get that. <laughs> but you don't have to hit it over and over again and make people who are in pain from it feel that much worse. Uh, I, I, so well, ignore it even though it's there. Uh, it's the 800-pound uh, that, elephant that, or, or whatever it's called but, in the room. But it can, it can, okay. be, it can be massaged. In my opinion. Yeah, that's all you're doing is massaging it, but you're still, yeah. the, the basic point ain't changing, and it's never going to change. Well, I don't know what's going to change and what isn't. I it's can't, not, I can't In my say lifetime, that. I wouldn't think it's going to change. Yeah. But, I, hey, who knows? <laughs> I don't speak for those gentlemen who run the uh, LDS church. Yeah, we can get into that in oh, further yeah. depth I, if you I, want I, to, but uh, it's it's complex because we're talking religion here, and that's a different thing my than, favorite topics, than some man. sort of corporate endeavor I or something religion like that. religion classes at ASU. Yeah. What's the greatest commandment, PK? Uh, love God. What's the second greatest? Love your neighbor. Uh, that should supersede everything else, in my opinion. So there's only two commandments. Okay. Uh, those are the two most important ones. Go ahead. Uh, so we're supposed to talk about the summer sale. We are out on the Jazz Plaza, just south of the team store. Come out. And, hey, and let's get some religious discussion here off the air with Gordon. He wants to discuss it. You're going to get up to 75% off Jazz merchandise. I just told you, my neighbor. And then I just saw Matt from Channel 2. He was just here. People are listening. They're coming on down. They got a whole bunch of stuff. I'm standing up looking out. I see Jazz shirts, uh, jackets. Uh, over to the left there, they had some other merchandise. And it's priced to move, man. So we got tons of Jazz fans in our community, obviously. And they got some cool. I got some Jazz gear. I got some Jazz shirts. I got two Jazz sweatshirts. I got a Jazz hat. Uh, Gordon doesn't. He Gordon refuses to wear any team gear, but I don't have any problem wearing team gear because <laughs> I wear it all. I'm a fan of everybody. It doesn't matter. I love one another completely, <laughs> totally. Oh, yeah, when I think of love, I think of you. <laughs> when it comes to teams, I'll wear whatever. It's just a, it's just a hat or a shirt. Doesn't mean I'm 
I'm uh, unscrupulous in journalism. But anyway, they got food trucks here. People are standing in front of the food trucks right now, ready to buy. They got burgers, Mexican pasta, sandwiches. I can see it. It's just right not more than 15 yards from where we're standing. Cornhole game. They got a hoop over there. Can jam. You can throw a Frisbee and compete. All this stuff. You can spin the wheel and win a chance at prizes. Get a chance at prizes, man. This thing is going on through Saturday. All right, PK, thanks for sitting in with us. We'll be back. We're going to talk some uh, some more football. It is one oh, week yeah. away, folks. That's, that's awesome. One week away. We're going to get into it deep with PK. Stay with us right here on The Big Show. This is DJ and PK. Kalen Hall, former BYU running back. His son, Jaron Hall, is now BYU's starting quarterback. So how are you going to be in the stands? you going to be nervous? Uh, you know, I, I don't know. Who's to say? Sometimes you're nervous, sometimes you're not. My wife will be nervous. But for me, like I told Jared, I was like, I'm not nervous about the quarterback situation. I'm not nervous about the competition. I'm not nervous about the season. Because I've always known that you're going to be where you're at. That's the confidence that I've had because I've seen his success. And I've seen his hard work. You know, a lot of people don't see the things that this young man does and I see his humility and the fact that he puts the Lord first always and he's just a good kid and I know there's some good things that are going to come for him here at BYU and for this program and you know I just look forward for the successes for all the young men. Catch DJ and PK mornings from 6 till 10 on 97.5 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Your home for the best college football coverage in Utah. This is your Cougars at 30 update on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. BYU has officially wrapped up fall camp. They've got their uh, starting quarterback named as Jaron Hall. They're looking forward to playing in Arizona a week from Saturday. Kalani Sitaki shared his thoughts at the end of fall camp. Good end of camp. You can tell the guys are just ready to get moving on Arizona now. So it comes at the right time. I think we had our, our scuffles to a minimum, but the guys are just ready to play somebody else. Your Cougars at 30 update brought to you by Syringa Networks. Working from home or with a hybrid workforce, get a powerful IT partner. Syringa Networks. Call 385-420-7881 or visit syringanetworks.net. This is The Big Show with Jake Scott and Gordon Monson, presented by Big O Tires, with the lowest price on every tire every day, with no credit needed financing options available. Big O Tires, the team you trust. Welcome back in. It is The Big Show. Patrick Kinahan sitting in for the vacationing Jake Scott, and Austin has been driving the boat back there. The interesting conversations we have off the air, and we've had interesting conversations on the air here today so far we're covering everything from spirals to spirituality oh nice wow we do it all that we do it all here that sound you hear in the background those are the tones of bread david gates leading that charge back in the day it's a guilty pleasure for me uh, apparently pk hates it but you picked him for band of the day that was a joke oh well <laughs> well apparently nobody took it as a joke 
Let me tell you about Band of the Day. It's brought to you by Live Nation Concerts. Buy concert tickets and get the latest tour news and artist insight at LiveNation.com. Because did you ever watch The Wonder Years? Yeah. I love that show. My wife and I, back when we thought we had problems, no idea what was awaiting us uh, down the line with children. And it was just the two of us. And we didn't have kids until later on in marriage, unlike uh, you fruitful and multiply people. Um, and so we used to watch it. I think it was on like every, every Wednesday night. And I can remember when Kevin was a little older and uh, he was just worried about uh, he was going to give Winnie this great bracelet. He spent a lot of money on it. And they were talking to him, why are you going to do that, man? I want to show her. Well, what's she going to give you? He, he, he says, oh, he's probably just going to get me the new Bread album. <laughs> <laughs> and all these years later, that stuck with me. And he said it in the manner that I would have said it, the new Bread album. So Bread came into my mind, and then we chose them as band of the day. Good old Bread. Yeah. Okay. Are they still out there? Are they still doing their thing? Uh, not to my knowledge. Oh. I, I, don't even know. I don't even know. What was that? I think that was ship a coming in? Yeah, Salt Lake Harbor. All right, uh, BYU football. Let's talk about that, and we'll talk about the Utes. Uh, you heard Kalani Sataki and that update there. Guys are ready to play someone else. Okay, PK, so you keep your, your uh, finger on the pulse of both BYU and Utah. Jaron Hall, named as the starting quarterback, they're wrapping up fall camp now and getting ready to play Arizona, as we talked about down at uh, Allegiant Stadium. What a beautiful place. I've never been inside, but I'm outside be inside is absolutely it. gorgeous. But uh, tell me what your thoughts are about B- BYU, what you know of their preparation and what you know of the talent that they have. I can tell you that I had a great talk last week with someone, uh, not A-Rod, not Coach Sataki, uh, somebody else, and we were going in-depth about BYU football. Tight with the program, I assume? Yo, in, yeah, in the program. Okay. Yeah, I don't want to give it away. All right. Uh, but we were going back and forth, and he was telling me they really have a quiet confidence that they can be pretty good this year. How many wins? I don't know. You never know. Because you can go – like. You know, if they lose to Utah, like that one year, they didn't get the two-point conversion. All right. reason why I personally don't get caught up in results of any sports is because outside of your sports soccer, there's a winner and loser in every game, right? <laughs> and so sometimes comes down to one play. Taysom Hill doesn't get the two-point conversion. Well, it's not 54 to 10. Mm-hmm. It's 21-20. Right. Uh, and so... I know the team that lost is all sad, but for me, it's like, you guys just played a whale of a ball game. That easily could have gone either way. So they may not get the win total, but they could play. They go down to the Coliseum next uh, Thanksgiving weekend and battle SC right down to the last minute. If they come, it's like Utah, when they've been down there, they've come up a yard short. Hard for me to feel bad when you're battling SC and you come up for a yard short. But I get fans and players feel bad because they get Winning and losing is what it's about. For me, winning and losing isn't what it's about. For me, it's the competition of it to enjoy that. That's what. That's why I'm a sports fan as opposed to team A, B, or C wins. I don't really care who wins. I just like hard-fought competitive games, you know, whatever they might be. BYU feels like they can do that this year, 
and you know maybe you need a break or two and if they get a break or two they feel like they can be real competitive against every single team that is on their schedule and they believe that they've got a shot so they have this quiet confidence about them that makes me excited for them so pk you know what uh, conclusion i draw from what you just said go ahead you're getting old what do you mean you're getting old you're getting old and wise look at what you said there makes total sense you're right. I'm not. I've you never know, been wise. But think about that. Believe think me. about that. If a, if a team loses in the last second on a right. two-point conversion that's stopped, and I mean, really, I mean, one t- one side celebrates and the other yeah. side is bummed out. But really, the teams were pretty equal on yeah. the field, right. you know. And right. I'm not yeah. sure that anybody else really looks at it that way. But maybe they should. Well, because I grew up in the New York area, just you know, 20 miles away from New York City, and we had all these pro teams. And I never latched on to any of them. Never. Not, I'm not a Yankee fan. I'm not a Met fan. But I follow all those teams. I follow them religiously. I just never got caught up in winning and losing. But I realize that's different. The way I look at it is, did you compete? How hard did you compete? You know, how close was the game? You get smoked 70-7 to 7, like Arizona did to the Sun Devils. All right. That, that's a different story. Do you have like, to bring that specific example well, right, up? 54-10. Right. Whatever, whatever yeah. example you want. Uh, or that bowl game when Bronco was leaving and the Cougars turned it over like the first 10 possessions. That was embarrassing. Right? That's another story. In the second half, they came back. And as you told me that night, you said, man, if BYU would have had another five minutes, they would have won that game. And after you told me that, I started to think about it. And I thought, you're right. If BYU would have had another five minutes, they would have won that bowl game. And you're the first one who brought it to my attention. So thank you for that. However, if my memory serves, the Utes did have that nice drive at the end of that game to, uh, to close it out. I don't care. It's radio shtick. I got no memory of that game. <laughs> <laughs> Man, you had me convinced. <laughs> it was like I was sitting there with you again. All I just remember winning. all the turnovers and then going out to the car. And both our wives were in the car with the motor running the heat on, and they were both sleeping. <laughs> <laughs> that's all I remember <laughs> that night. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> so, yeah, that's the way I look at it. You know, now, if you lose to Arizona, wow, that's a whole other story because this team is rebuilding. They're reloading. They're, mm-hmm. you know, they're last, they've got a 12-game losing streak here. Now, they do have about 15 transfers, so he was able, Fish, to reload to an extent. Mm-hmm. But still, I mean, you're reloading to an extent, but your level of reloading, in my mind, is much higher than where Arizona is. PK, do you think BYU has reached that point that Kalani stated is what one of his major goals when he took over the job as head coach at BYU to have an elevated talent level that could sustain from year to year? Obviously, we've seen that with Utah in the most part. Uh, They've been able to do that, and they have the depth is there as well, and maybe that's a part of it. But uh, is BYU at that level now? Or last year, terrific year. Some questions about the strength of schedule, obviously, but can they come back and and be really sound again this year? From your observation of the talent available outside of the breaks, as far as staying healthy and all that, Yeah. yeah. Do they have a program? They had a season, and they built up to it in which they had five guys drafted and seven other guys signed free agent contracts. All right, good. Anybody can do that at their level. Build it up, 
and cash in. I think they would have been really good irregardless of the schedule last year. Irregardless? Yes. Zach Wilson was just that good. I'm a huge fan. I wrote about it. I don't, I don't I wrote about it three weeks before you did, and you copied me. DJ told me to bring that up, by the way. I wrote that this season will prove if they've got a program. Was I copying you if I was unaware of the fact that you had written that column? Oh, you knew. You're like Santa Claus. You knew. <laughs> you think that I would really have the gall no, what I to think read is, your column and say, wow, that was really brilliant. I'm going to copy it. I think. Man, you get so defensive on when I just throw stuff against the wall. I'm just goofing. Um, what I think is we were both thinking the same thing. Yeah. Brilliant. And I just did it. I just did it before you. That's what I think. Okay. I just found Not it. I like an excel. I found it funny, and I wanted to tease you about yeah, it. Okay? And you did. Right. So... The you fact said is, uh, that your lawyer would be in touch yeah. with. Oh, I got a lawyer. She calls herself. Uh, she calls herself Hell on Heels. Yes, <laughs> yes, I do have a lawyer. That sounds like a perfect fit for you. Oh, yes, yeah, great gal. Her name's Kathy, and uh, this season will prove that very question. This is a monumental, crucial season. You do last year in the books. It's never changing. Argue strength of schedule till we're blue in the face. So what? doesn't matter. It's not changing. This year, you roll out eight, nine, ten wins. you got a program. You've identified because you're going to have to do what one of your teachers did, does very well. That's take a kid, kids, look at them as a sophomore, junior, project them as a sophomore, junior, four or five years later, probably not even close to the position that they're playing. Mm-hmm. Kyle Whittingham is a genius at that. Yeah. And Kalani worked with Kyle for 10 years. That's And the, Utah needs to do it. BYU needs to do it even more. Is identify, coach them up. They do that this year, then all the stuff Kalani's been saying, on and off the record, I buy 100%. Get me eight wins out of this schedule. You get me nine or ten. Well, you get me nine or ten. Uh-oh. Yeah. You know what's going to happen? Yeah. People are going to come calling for Kalani and they're going to have to pony up some cash Uh, maybe not maybe he wants to stay but if he gets with five seven power five schedules and you're playing Boise State as an uh, opponent you're playing Boise State as another opponent that's a pretty doggone good schedule I don't see where Utah's schedule is any better all right we'll get into strengths and weaknesses for BYU coming up also in the next hour we'll get into Utah and uh, ask, ask and answer some of the same questions about the Utes. Uh, you know, this is good stuff, PK. I look forward to what, what you have to say. God be with you, Gordon. Uh, we, we, we do appreciate your, Via con Dios. your, your brilliance. I don't have any being, brilliance. Being on the, how would you describe yourself? Uh, Loud. <laughs> so are you one of those people Aggressive. that, that, the, 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 uh, the more you're challenged, the louder you get? Uh, I like to think the more passionate I get. Okay. All right. <laughs> Stick with us. We'll get to all that. Chris Camerani coming up at the top of the hour here on The Big Show. The Top 60 and 60 is back on the Zone Sports Network. Get your college football fix every day at 1.30 as the Zone counts you down to the start of the 2021 season by listing off the top 60 players in the state of Utah as voted on by the local media. You'll also hear from the coaches as they talk about the players that will impact their season the most. It's the Top 60 and 60, weekdays at 1.30. Presented by Cypress Credit Union and ICON on your home of 
the best college football coverage in Utah. 975-1280 the zone and the zone sports network. Your home for the best college football coverage in Utah. This is your Utes at 50 update on 975-1280 the zone and the zone sports network. University of Utah gets things started a week from tonight against Weber State. A lot of hype, a lot of talk, a lot of expectations for this University of Utah football team. Kyle Whittingham said this is how they handle that sort of thing. Oh, sure. That's uh, always a conversation and, and blocking out the noise and, and just uh, being concerned with us right now and, and improving as an individual and then improving as a team. And so, yeah, we, uh, we don't focus or talk about you know, where we're ranked or anything like that at all. We do expect, you know, we have the goal of winning the Pac-12. That's an expectation that we place on ourselves and that uh, is in place. But as far as where we're ranked uh, in the top 25 or where we're not ranked or where we are in the t- Pac-12 expected to finish, we, we pay no attention to that. Your Utes at 50 update this hour brought to you by Davis Vision. The Davis Vision Summer LASIK Sale is going on now. Get rid of those contacts and glasses and save $1,000. Start your road to better vision at Davis Vision. Check them out at davisvisionmd.com or call 253080 801-253-3080. That's Davis Vision. You sheltered me from harm. This is The Big Show with Jake Scott and Gordon Monson, presented by Big O Tires, with the lowest price on every tire, every day, with no credit needed financing options available. Big O Tires, the team you trust. Set me free. Man, PK, you come on our show, and, and what are you doing with bread? I mean, I like bread, but I like bread when I'm, uh, uh, I'm not going to live by bread alone, you know? And, uh, I've had but, enough of the religion, Gordon. Okay. I, I'll just say I'll this. I'll never say that. I mean, I would listen to, to bread in my quiet moments at home, but not coming in and out of break on a big show. And you I picked agree. Them. You picked them. As a joke. Were you trying to sabotage it? I was once accused of sabotaging our show. <laughs> Your own show? Way back when. Oh, yeah, when they were going to replace me. <laughs> you still harpered on that, huh? Well, you brought up the word. That was the, that was the, the key word. Uh, okay, PK, let's uh, continue on with our football talk here. We were talking about BYU, and we'll get to Utah coming up. But uh, what do you think the strengths and weaknesses of the Cougars will be this time around? Have you gotten a sense for that? If the offensive line comes together, then I think as a whole, the strength can be their defense or offense. Uh, I believe that they have a ton of confidence in Jaron Hall, and I'm really excited to see what he can do because – Aaron Roderick talked about this on our show, and excuse me if uh, I repeat it, but I think it's pertinent. You know, Aaron Roderick coordinated Utah's offense for four years. Mm-hmm. Won 39 games in those four years if you don't think they had success. But um, he had a taskmaster as a head coach, right? Guy funnels guys in the NFL every year. You met two years ago, they sent every defensive back in the NFL. That's Alabama-esque, right? So the philosophy is, on this side of the ball, don't screw it up. <laughs> <laughs> Protect my defense? Yes. Okay. 
Now, he's going with a coach who said, your, your deal, man. You have at it. So he's going to take more shots. The point is, he's going to take more shots. He's going to cut it loose. He's going to open it up. So if the offensive line can come through, they got weapons. They got great tight ends. Receiver core is fantastic. We're blessed with good tight ends. I mean, Utah's got good tight ends. Keithy's a hell of a player. Oh, yeah. Uh, Rex, great player. Hoker, we saw him a couple years ago. By all accounts, I don't know. They, I'm hesitant to say, oh, he looks great coming off the mission. Yeah, talk to me in week four and five, you know, if he's got pulls and cramps and whatnot that, that have sidelined guys when they look good coming back and then three months into it starting from the summer – something happens it seems like that happens more often than not so i, I want to see about that uh they got the two running backs coming back so and they missed some guys off the offensive line if the offensive line can do its job man they I think have to stay offense, healthy they have to stay healthy. this offense this offense can put the ball in the end zone score some points so the strength right now to me is the offense all right, we'll get deeper into it with the defense at BYU and both sides of the ball with the Utes. Uh, I was just informed that John Beck will be joining us PK, at, the, at 4 o'clock. So, Mr. Beck. He knows a thing or two about John Beck and I go way back. Yeah. <laughs> two Arizona guys. Yeah, okay. Well, what are we doing here? Man, we are on the plaza just south, and I've had some friends come by. Scott Buchanan just came by and said hello. Said he's going to listen to the big show today now that I'm on it. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Scott. Appreciate that. <laughs> My neighbor, somebody from Channel 2 has been by. And why wouldn't they be by? Because you can get up to 75% off of Jazz merchandise. The summer sale going on right now. It's outside. They've got stuff outside. It's like a sidewalk sale. Got stuff. they got a ha- uh, basket, half court, and shoot some hoops, cornhole, sport court on the plaza, and a spin wheel, chance to win prizes. Can jam, throwing a frisbee into a can, man. Think Aaron Rodgers could just pew, pop that in there. Tom Brady laid in there, 50 yards away, like they do with the trash cans. We've seen them do do that with the football. How would they be with a frisbee? How would you be with a frisbee? We've got food here too. It's a food truck, man. Burgers, Mexican pasta, sandwiches. What more do you want? Even Tony Finau would want that food truck. He would come down here if he was in town instead of being back in Maryland playing golf. He would come to this food truck and celebrate his win on Monday like he did uh, over that night. He talked about that yesterday. So come on down. And then you could say uh, you could talk to Gordon and Gordon today only till 6 o'clock. He will allow you to take a picture with him and I'll take it. Oh, will you? Yeah, yeah. All right. Because you're looking sharp today. Oh, yeah. You're the well-dressed man. Look at you. All right. uh, We got Chris Kamrani coming on with us uh, coming up in the next segment. So stick around for that here on the big show. Now let's get this party started. This is Hans Olsen and Scotty G on the Zone Sports Network. Dan Walking from USA Today. They announce this big alliance. Doesn't seem like it's much in terms of scheduling and all this other stuff that they paraded out yesterday. They're trying to stand together to shape what happens with the college football playoff. There's a lot of reasons for these leagues to do that, especially the Pac-12. Look, if I were them, I would have just put out a press release that said, hey, listen, we are working together to address NCAA 
play governance in the college football playoff where our interests are aligned, and I would have just left it at that. Uh, but when they tout a historic announcement, well, what's historic about it? And the reality is nothing. And really, they're going to work together to make sure that the college football playoff is tilted toward their interests and not the SEC's. Hanson Scotting. Weekdays from 10 to 2 on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network.